0: I don't know why I love women that love to do me wrong. I don't know why my life sounds like a heartbroken country song. I ain't really happy until the sky starts driving rain. Maybe I just get off on the pain. My whole life I've been picking fights. There ain't no. And should have run away now tattooed on my skin There's a side of me That just won't stop Dancing in the flame Maybe I just get on
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Connie G Show. My name is Conrad, and how are you, buddy? Uh, Thank you to the fine folks at OK Taco Company for letting me test out their digs, man. Uh, Pretty sweet setup here. Uh, This episode of the Connie G Show is brought to you by the OK Taco Company on Route 66 in Davenport, Oklahoma. Uh, If you like podcasts, they do one uh, in a very similar studio with just another ugly person sitting over here. So um, he has COVID-44 right now. Um, He's not vaccinated, so don't ask. He went down there to Best Buy, I think, uh, over the Christmas holidays, tried to get himself one of them boosters, and they said, you know, we're out of that Maverna or whatever. So he walked out, dude. He just got a greeting card and walked out. So um, anyways, uh, uh, today is the 13th um, of April. Which means you got about two days to get your taxes done, silly. <laughs> I hope you got it all prepared. Did you did you get all your numbers done? Did you figure it out? Uh-huh. Oh yeah, you made how much? Oh. Uh oh, you owe Uncle Sam, buddy. They're building roads, right? Um, so get that done. That's important. Get that done. You actually have until the eighteenth this year because, you know, God forbid we make a date before the date, you know. We've got to get that weekend in. Got to get that boating in and everything else. So um Anyways, thank you for joining me. It's been a while. Um, like, uh, what's that band that says that? Uh, Stained used to say they sang that a lot in a song. So it has been a while. Um, it's been quite the little journey for me. And um, some people hated that journey. Some people appreciate that journey. Um, and some people don't know that that journey's still going on, and uh, they probably won't like the end of it. But you know, that's what it is. Um, uh, I, I can't. I, I can go into as much of it as I as I want to. I guess I'm sitting here alone in a taco shop. Um, doors are locked and uh, lights are on. For right now, I have electricity, so I could probably go and break down all of it if if I felt like that was appropriate. But um, the right people know the right things, I think, um, and the wrong people will get what's coming to them at some point. And um, I'm just going to have to call that Jungle Law up there in Kansas City. So uh, I saw a billboard for that last week when I was up there. I, for, I, I forgot that Jungle Law was up there in KCK, so I'll be calling Jungle Law. You know, the billboard said it uh, had a beautiful woman, probably probably a lawyer. I imagine women can do that now. So beautiful lawyer up there, and she was hashtag me too in Jungle Law. So um, I might give her a ring-a-ding-ding and see... Um, just see how much money they want to make, basically. And uh, we'll go from there. And I'll fill you in as necessary on that. Um, there are some big changes that have happened around the shop. And uh, there's that's going to happen um, when you open a new business. And you, you got a bunch of things going on and a, and, a, and a bunch of things you don't know how to do and a bunch of things you have to learn and a bunch of things you have to do uh, that you don't want to do and and stuff like that and, and a bunch of soul searching and that's just the way it goes. I, I I guess I'm fortunate in the sense that I knew that that's the way it goes. Um, and you know maybe it's it's a lot of it is my fault that I, I didn't want to I didn't want to um, make the mistake that sometimes maybe I've made in the past or what. I, I didn't want to. I I had to uh, finally just be like, uh, this is what I need out of this deal. Because I think for a long time, I've definitely been worried about what everybody else either needs, which I do care about. But the part that started irking me a little bit was it wasn't a need anymore. It's what everybody else wants. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's different. Um, That's like the difference between being injured and hurt. Um, Some people think that that's the same thing. Um, Those people, um, you can find them uh, probably sitting behind some sort of H&R block cubicle at a Walmart. um, Or standing in front of maybe a a Walmart produce aisle uh, handing out flu shots. Those are the people that think that there's no difference between being hurt and injured. Um, But... Uh, There's definitely a difference. Um, The people that know the difference, you'll find them in Canton and in places like that, Perry, Oklahoma, the Wrestling Hall of Fame, stuff like that. You know, people that understand that uh, sometimes you got to push through some stuff and do some stuff you don't want to do in order to get to where you want to go. So it sucks. um, But I guess the suckiest part is mm, maybe the fact that – even though I've been doing this show for 10 years or 13 years or however long it's been, um, people didn't really understand that I, I've been sitting here telling everybody what I want the whole time. And I guess they thought I was joking. Um, I wasn't. And I'm glad they all laughed at it. Uh, that's fun. Um, but I wasn't joking. And so eventually I had to turn around and say, it wasn't a joke. This is what I want. I've asked for it. I've said it. I've communicated it over and over and over and over again. And nobody seems to get the message because I would say it and I'd be standing there holding the bag, baby. And that bag was empty or I'd open it up and it was filled with a bunch of shit I didn't want to do. And I'd look around and say, I didn't want, this is not what I wanted. And they said, oh, whatever. I thought, you know, whatever. I mean, we can't or, 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 yeah. Okay, well, if I got to eat a bag of shit, then um, that other bag will be filled with money. So, stop taking it. So, that's where we're at. And, um... I didn't want to go down that road. I don't want to go down that road. I want to go down the fun road, because that's not the road. You know, that's a better road. You get to that fork or the spoon in the road, um, sometimes you just... You can decide, dude. If that, if that fork turned into a spoon dip that baby into some ice cream and that's what i'm gonna do right now i'm gonna switch gears um this is a six speed show so i'm gonna go down and i think i was in first gear so i'm gonna go up and then to the right a little bit and up that's manual transmission talk for you fellas out there who don't know how to drive one not one on your steering wheel (laughs) like it's a freaking video game um yeah it was uh it was a journey and um you know there's a lot of people um that probably, I don't, I don't even know. The right people uh, are on, on the right team with this thing, I guess. Or the right people um, know how I really feel and, and feel very similar to me or love me or wh- whatever that thing is. And so that's all that really matters at the end of this thing. Um, and the people that want to, uh, they didn't matter before anyways because they were not listening. And that's the problem I've had recently, and um, I'm going to keep trying to put it out there because, you know, that's why I wear a stupid scarf around my neck. I'm not a frickin' Boy Scout, and that's why I wear all these stupid bracelets and all this crap. Uh, It's not because I need them or want them or care. It's because um, I guess I've just got tired of sitting around watching people not pay attention to anything, Um, not noticing any detail. And I try to make it blatantly obvious on some things, and it's a fun little game, or it's a really depressing game, depending on how you want to look at it, because uh, people are looking down at their phone, um, living in somebody else's world or a digital version of their own world, and they should be looking up and uh, moving forward in the real world while we still have it and That's 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 why I got all this crap. Um, That's why I've darned all these great little items, little trinkets. And luckily, I got two great kids that make some pretty cool bracelets and stuff like that. And a police force here in Davenport that at some point got some of them sweet ass Lance Armstrong rubber bands. So I'll throw them on. It doesn't matter. I'll find stuff on the ground, put it on. I don't care. So, um, that's what I'm doing. I um, trying to make it obvious to see if somebody'll say something like, "Hey, why are you wearing that?" or "Hey, what's that for?" yet to happen um so that's where we're at guys um and that's the sad part so that's the that that's not the ice cream spoon um I'll talk a little bit about the ice cream spoon i'll just I'll just get it ladies if you you don't have to listen to this part. Um I've been showering twice a day recently, okay? And a lot of people have done that their whole lives. Not me. I usually was like a end of the day kind of shower guy. But because I um get up and, and do my morning um uh, salutations to the streets with my run. Then uh, I get all sweaty and stuff, I don't want to come into the taco shop and look like a bag of garbage because I'm serving food to people that are paying for it. So I take a shower and shave my face and comb my hair and tuck my shirt in and try to do that run so I look uh, presentable as I hand them an item of food that they're going to be eating. Um, to me, that makes sense. It doesn't have to make sense for everybody, but um, you know, I'm in the business of making sense. That's what my burritos cost, so... Anyways, um I was in the shower uh, post post taco last night. It was a late shower because I sat at the table um staring at my big briefcase filled with um documents that I'm supposed to you know tell the government that what these documents mean, so i they can make sure they 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 take the right amount of money from me um for the right reasons, you know. We got to send it. that money's going good places and we, you voted for it and I voted for it. So we know it's going to the right place. Thank you for voting by the way. And thanks for getting it, getting the right guy in there. I appreciate it either way. I mean, every time you guys have done that, you've picked a winner and I really appreciate that. Thank you. And I can't wait to scratch that check here in a few days. Thank you so much. Um, so I was in there. I was like, um, I don't want to turn on the old TurboTax tonight. I'll just do like I do best and procrastinate and wait till Sunday. You know, nothing better than waking up on a Sunday morning, going to church, and then coming home and turning on TurboTax. That is, uh, you know, I think of a lot of ways I'd want to spend my Sunday. I can't think of one better. And so, um, getting ready to get to do that, and I said, I'll shut the computer now. And I'll walk over there to that bathroom. Um, we live in we live in town, but it, I wouldn't call it an estate, really. Um, maybe a manor. Uh, so our our small manor, um, we have basically we have a condemned meth methamphetamine a drug uh, that people do recreationally and usually to escape some of that voting stuff I was talking about before, policy, stuff like that. So I got the meth house to one side, and then I got a couple new neighbors moving in um, to the north side of me. So they drive a Chevy a- Avalanche. I know they're good people. And I'm thinking, okay, I got the energy to, to make it across my sprawling estate, my my sprawling manor. I, I walk in there and um, get undressed, and I typically shower completely undressed. So I get undressed and I get in the shower um, and I got a bunch of, you know, I got a bunch of this freaking foam. You know that um, gap filler? (laughs) Which could be a euphemism. I'm not using it that way. I'm using it literally right now. There's a product called gap filler and it is... Uh, sometimes they call it, like, The Right Stuff or Dap or, uh, you know, I'm sure Liquid Nails got one of them. Um, I'm pretty sure you get a free T-shirt if you buy Liquid Nails Gap Filler. And then you'll find Wide Gap and Anti-Spider Gap and Fireproof Gap. And, you know, as a consumer, you're wondering, why couldn't they just make one can of this that does all of these things? Why does each one cost $9 but some don't do anything? You know, make one $13 can that does all of them. And And somebody... Some wise-ass will probably be like, they do, it's this one. It's like, just make that one then. There's no sense in the others. The others do not work. Make that one. That does it all. La, la, la. But um, I had that gap filler because it's getting warm here in um, Lincoln County, Oklahoma, right here on Route 66. And we get the heat from that mother road just coming right into the shop. So it's coming in. And we got windows open, baby, because we like the sunshine coming in. Because uh, it's a beautiful day over here at OK Taco. And because of that, you get that ambient heat. That is heat that you're not paying for, brother. That's just from Mother Nature herself sending it through your window. And I don't mind it, but customers don't appreciate it. So you got to fight that heat with something called air conditioning. And I got a Goodman unit out back that is um, the fan works. Shannon crawled up in the attic and uh, peeled the griblies off the old fan, threw a new motor in it. So the fan is tip-top shape, brand new. Um, the motor's brand new. The Some people call it squirrel cage. I usually use that for carnival rides. But uh, you all you HVAC fellas out there will know what I'm talking about. That's clean, and that's, I mean, it's smoother than a whistle. It's running like a train up there, buddy. But not train, not the train unit. It's a Goodman. It's a John Goodman unit. And so I got a little... Um, I don't know, probably half ton, <laughs> um, maybe one ton. People like to talk tonnage as if everyone is a uh, HVAC person. Well, you got a two-ton unit? And you're like, yeah. And they come look at it, like, that's not a two-ton unit. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You know, How many tons is it? <laughs> Does it matter? I mean, do what you got to do. The- when you get into heating and air lingo, um, it is a language... That is very simple. Um, It's the same words over and over again, and it always ends in the same thing. But I can't, I don't got any of that on me. I don't know who to fix it. I need to get my gauges. I got to do this. And it's like, as the person who's like, I mean, how many wallets do you want me to pull out before we get to the end of this conversation? I don't have it either. I am not an HVAC guy. Can you please find the stuff to charge the unit? I will buy it from you. I just, you know, it's just tough finding it. It's expensive. I mean, it's running about, you know, is that the R24 or the R134? They're switching to an R1. I want it to be cool in my restaurant. How do I do that? Well, you're going to have to, how many ton is it? How many ton is it? You got two ton unit? Well, if you get about 65 people in there, um, it's going to be hot. You're going to need a bigger unit. Buddy? can you put juice in my system? Well, I got a, it's always an uncle, a brother, a cousin, a something. So, and those guys charge by the hour. They're worse than dentists and, um, not dentists, the menace, dentists. Sorry. I'll enunciate better as I move forward. Um, so I've, I got a Goodman unit that's blowing hot air all around the shop. It's beautiful. And then I got a a few window units that that I painted up so they didn't look like window units and they look like little robots that are stuck in the wall. Again, trying to fool um, the consumer that comes in here to consume some burrito taco fare. And um, the kitchen's getting hot, baby, because, like I said, we got that sunshine coming in. so I sent my brother, who's been down here helping. He's moved down... Um, he was working at Walmart, putting in his time over there at Wally World, and they weren't respecting him much, and he wasn't respecting that job much. So uh, they parted ways amicably. Um, you know, I don't think they gave him his last paycheck, but he he told Walmart to kick rocks. You know, it ain't the same since Bill Walton died, <laughs> or whatever that guy's name is, Joe Walsh, or <laughs> whoever started Walmart. Um, the guy that always wore it. it is funny when people try to talk about billionaires and their modesty. Yeah, he drove the same Ford Taurus every day. Really? Oh, my. I guess it's okay that he had a billion dollars. That's great. Yeah, he wore the same white T-shirt and jeans. Really great guy. You never even knew that he was a gazillionaire. Wow. Neat, you know. Anyways, um, I clean toilets here for $7 an hour. Cool. I'm glad that he dresses like me, and that's nice. Um, So... the my brother decided he didn't want to be uh part of the Walmart brand anymore. And he'd kind of, he's, you know, if you know the history of my brother, he's, he's kind of a, we call that a, not a drifter, um, not a grifter, a little bit of grifty going on there. More like, a, yeah, just trying to feel out the world. You know, he's a world traveler. He's a, He keeps it local. He shops local, so he didn't really leave Wichita very much. But he'd kind of, uh, you know, he'd get down to O'Reilly's and be like, yeah, I got a clean driving record, and he might drive for a few days and uh, smoke about 600 cigarettes in that O'Reilly's truck and deliver a couple parts and talk to people for three hours. And, you know, they might say, dog, that ain't good enough, and they let him go. And then it just kind of moves from one place to the next, you know, just like a bird floating from... Nest to nest, you know, it's like dog, you're not a crow, you're an eagle, get out of here. Man, I just want to hang out with the crows today, you know. So, this eagle named James, uh, I said, Buddy, you got to come down here and and help me out. Um, I'll help you out because he lived in a pretty crappy neighborhood in Wichita, um, uh, in a pretty crappy apartment, um, uh, nicknamed the ashtray. So, uh, that's his doing, I'm sure. But either way, I just wanted to uh tell him that there's a opportunity possibly, for me to help him um, if I can, if he can help me. And very simple, uh, the job that I'm asking him to do, um, I tried to make it simple enough for uh, a child to do it, really. I mean, you got to have a little bit of verbal skills or at least be able to listen and say, okay, that's about the extent of it. Um, and press buttons on a screen, which I would think that everybody would be trained for by now. And I was right with that assumption because he's come down and taken to it real easy. So um, it wasn't difficult as I as I thought it might be because it seems that some people have real trouble with that. But um, he took to it right away, um, hasn't really made any mistakes um, since he's taken over the counter, um, learned it very quickly and um, there's only like 10 items on the menu. Um, should be pretty simple. They, they tell you what it is. You press it, you know, and then if they say, well, I want six of them, press it six times. Simple. It tells you there. You can recap with them, whatever. Do you want six? Are you sure? Go over that as many times as you want, and um, so he's doing great, and so he's down here, so I sent him back to his old stomping grounds, back over there to Walmart. I said, can you go get me this air conditioner? It's a window unit, um, and for those of you who don't have window units, God bless you. You know, I hope that your days are filled with um, just, just ice-cold couch potatoing. I hope that you're sitting there and that—I hope you got a train. You know what I'm saying? I hope you—I really do. I hope you have a train, because it's hard to stop a train. That's what they say. I hope you have that, and you're just sitting there, and you're like, man, I just love searching on Instagram— in this cool inside place with the air conditioner on. And it's almost free because you have a high efficiency. Maybe you got Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi, the car manufacturer, the airplane manufacturer, the Japanese company that's been just, you know, innovating for freaking hundreds of years now. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a Mitsubishi, and I don't like to bring this up, that hit us on the 7th, dog, December, back in the day. Those Mitsubishi engines Come screaming down, and I don't forget about that. But I'm saying it's a damn good product, and so a lot of people will Mitsubishi air condition with um uh, they call those I forget what they're called um, ductless, where they will just tape a damn air conditioner to your wall that costs pennies and uh, to use it costs thousands to get, but pennies to use, and you just set it. I mean, you want it? What do you want it? Fifty degrees in here? Fine, it's a Mitsubishi, you know. You got $4,700 on you, you can have one Mitsubishi. Don't worry. It'll pay for itself after 19 years. It's actually really energy efficient. Um, But I didn't have that kind of cash on me at the moment, so I sent my brother with like a few hundred bucks to get a window unit. These are different. They're not Mitsubishis. Um, Mine's a TLC, I think. So don't go chasing waterfalls, everybody. Or a TCL, which I'm probably just means turner chinese language or turner classic language or something um and they make air conditioners and they're they're horrible they're not a good air conditioner but um it's better than nothing so he come back with it and beautiful unit and all white i mean just pristine still in the package um sometimes you don't get that at a walmart and i popped it out threw it in that window in the kitchen and put it on the lowest setting 63 you know and it struggled. It never got there, but um, it's doing its best right now as we speak. So, but in order for a window unit to be properly window unitized, um, you know, you got to insulate it. So you put out these little accordion things if your window is wide and you accordion it, and then you put some insulation over that. They'll give you some foam and stuff. You can put some stuff around that. Um, if you go to one of the meth houses I was talking about, they'll put like tin foil and stuff to reflect the sun. They don't like the sun. If you're on drug, what you hate is two things. The sun and, and you know, things that aren't drug. You know, like you'll go to a restaurant and they'll be like, you want, you want a burrito? And what's it got in it? And you'll tell them and they'll be like, yeah, they didn't hear drug. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be careful um, if you're out there looking for a window unit if you're on drug. Um, they don't come with tinfoil. That's on you. So save some, is what I'm saying. Don't just make a, you know, all the things that you, the devices. Save a little tinfoil for your windows. But uh, I didn't have any tinfoil to use, so insulated it, and then I got that foam out, the gap filler. And only because at some point, frugality, there's a, somebody should do this equation, um frugality plus or minus or greater than equal than time spent being frugal because wherever that intersection is and that's not going to be a bar graph buddy that's going to be like one of those graphs where this side is time spent being frugal and this is money saved with frugality and they like hit each other and then go straight up in the air and up here at the top of the graph, is not project solved. It's usually new problem. You know, down here's where problem solved, and you'd feel like they'd hit and hit each other and kiss each other and move past. But no, if you're trying to save money, but also trying to save time, what happens is you're going to have those two things come to each other, hit, like... um um, like that time that Randy Johnson, the the big unit, threw that baseball and hit that bird that was flying by. That bird is frugality. That baseball that the big hurt threw, Randy Johnson, at 99, 99 miles an hour, that is time spent being frugal. And what they do is they hit, bird's dead, Freaking Kyler Murray's dad strikes out. No, you go... They hit, they go straight up. And then it's a new problem. You got a new problem. You're a bird killer now. <clears throat> and you're like, I just wanted to insulate my window unit. And you'll tell that to people, and they're like, why do you have a window unit? Well, because nobody will charge my unit. Well, what kind of unit do you have? A Goodman. Well, how many tons is it? And we're back to square one at the original problem. So, because I had some of that gap filler... And I didn't use it all. I read the instructions on the back. And they said, if you're not going to use this whole can, don't worry, buddy. Bend the straw and stick it right here on this little thing that we put on the top of the trigger. Then you can use it when you need it, when you find a new gap. And I thought, thats I'd never done that before. I'd usually just used it till it ran out. That's great. So I went and grabbed my gap filler and I shook it up and took the straw off. Nothing come out because the straw's still clogged. Because hey, guess what? That whole thing was filled with foam, there, fella. So then I tried to cut it back until eventually you get a straw that's the size of the trigger, where you can't put the thing in to fill the gap because you can't get your hand back there. But what it does do is spew all this damn sticky foam junk all over your hands. You know what I'm saying? In it. You can't get it off. It's great. It was. It actually was really good stuff. It might have been liquid nails. Um, terrific product if you want to, you know, stick your fingers together or whatever. I mean, if you want to get some of them lobster claw hands that some people are blessed to have, just get a little gap filler, shoot it between your fingers. You won't get them off. And so last night, this is a long story, I'm sorry. Last night as I was walking across my manor to go to the bathroom, it was because my hands are... You know, they look like um, that buddy from Braveheart, you know, that remember that king from Braveheart that had the leprosy and stuff that 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 other king is like the dad was the leper. But then the new king that was turning his back on William Wallace would always go talk to the leper. And then remember that Titan when he tried to French kiss him and stuff? It's like, that's your dad, buddy. And he's got leprosy. You shouldn't be kissing his mouth. But that's a weird movie. And Scottish people are freaking crazy, dude. Um, maybe it's Irish people both are crazy so anyways um, that's a good movie if you haven't seen Braveheart it's, it's um, probably one best picture if that matters to you. If, you if you watch movies based on awards it won some and if you like men and um, kilts and stuff it's got it so kilts and swords dude um, great band Excuse me. Hold on a second. I'll get to the end of this story. So, because my hands were stuck together like um, big flippers, I told my wife, I don't think I'll be typing on TurboTax tonight. I'm going to go jump in the shower. And I got undressed, and I it was hard because my hands don't work. I get in there, and you're trying to use all the soaps and stuff to get this putty. Basically, this freaking sticky putty off of your hands and nothing works. Um, You've used it all. And I even went to one of my old standards, gasoline, just pour a little gas on it. Usually that'll, that's good for rashes and good for, um, it's good for COVID. Um, Just gasoline will, now make sure it's non-ethanol and you pour just 87 octane non-ethanol on about like a bee sting or Uh, poison ivy, poison oak, anything like that, you can pour gas on, you're going to be fine. Um, And it'll make that thing go away. You won't even think about itching anymore. It'll just burn. And then that burn, you won't want to touch anymore because the skin will peel off. So that's something, that's just a little life hack for you. So I tried that, nothing happened. And then you got to think about it. Like, of course that doesn't work. Of course you can't use soap. Because if you could use soap to remove gap filler, you would have all of these people you know, just soaping up any foam they see to try to steal window units, buddy. So soap's not going to work, otherwise there'd be just a bunch of people buying all the Dawn and pouring it around window units and sliding them little puppies out there. So they made this stuff too sticky for soap, is what I'm saying. So I was... I was about to give up. Now, luckily, I got that rainfall showerhead, and even though my hands were not working correctly, and it felt like I had um, just gribbles all over my fingers, you know, like a bunch of zits on your hands or something, or warts. You know, when you get a wart. Um, <laughs> you know when you love. You know when you have a frog farm, and every night you massage your frog's back, and you get warts all over your hands. That's what it's like when you got this foam crap stuck on your fingers. You sit there and and rub your fingers together and feel all the things that shouldn't be there. You know, before the foam, you had knuckles, and now you have all these little zits all over. And so, I was like, I don't. I'm about to give up. It's getting close to 11:30 or midnight. I can't. And I look up and I see this. um, It looks like a little football. That's in. It's been hanging in my shower since I've been married. Because um, my wife um, knows a lot of things that I don't know. Um, you know, she probably knows creams and stuff that you can put on poison ivy that doesn't burn and makes it not itch. She doesn't share any of that information with me, so I'm left with my own solutions a lot of times. And so this, I grabbed this rock basically this little small football sized rock and i remembered what she said it's called a pumice stone um i don't know where you find them but it looks volcanic so it's probably pretty historical um and i grabbed this and i started scratching it's basically like sandpaper i started scratching at my hands with this pumice stone and i tell you what it was really knocking a lot of those flakes right off um I mean, you really had to dig in there. They were stuck on me pretty good. But I was pumice stoning all of them off. And it's really incredible because as I was doing it, I was like, this thing is pretty great. Um, You can rub it on your face. I did. Um, You can rub it on your chest and arm. I mean, and I realized that a lot of the stuff that I've just been using, either uh, washcloth or typically, I mean, if I'm using a washcloth, it'd be like a date night. And I haven't had a date night in. And I don't know, 10 years or so. So typically, I'm just using my hands, to be honest with you, and hot water or cold water, whatever kind of water's coming out. Sometimes you don't get the choice. Um, you pick hot, but cold comes out. You just say, "You okay, I guess I'll deal with that. Um, I, I hope it works. But this pumice stone, which has been there the whole time, I put it on my neck, um, down on my legs and stuff. It'll rip the hair right out of your legs if you want to be hairless down there. And so... Real great. It's a great product. I'd recommend it. um, Because you feel like you actually... You know how sometimes when you take a shower and you get out and you're like, I feel exactly the same. This was the opposite. Your whole skin's on fire. um, (laughs) It's burning. Because you really can rub in there pretty good. Get all the dead stuff off. and um, I don't know. I didn't put it on my feet because I didn't want to like... I didn't want my wife to turn into that dad from Braveheart. You know, I don't know what's going... My feet are fine, I think. I'm um, getting better every day is what, I, is what I think. And I pray about it a lot. So uh, they're fine. Um, they've always had a little bit of fungus on them if I'm going to be totally up front with you. Um, but I think that's normal. They don't smell. I know a lot of people with stinkier feet than me. But there's definitely, like... Don't wear... You don't want to wear sandals if I put them on. You know what I'm saying? If I grab your slides and walk out to get a newspaper or something, consider them done. Burn them. It would be the best, probably best case scenario. Or I'll keep them. You know, I don't know what I got, but it was pre-COVID. I've had it for a long time. So I just, I guess I just came on to do a show to talk to you about pumice stones, really. Um, Or just about the fact that sometimes it's okay that you don't know, um, sometimes people won't tell you, you know what I mean? They just assume, you know, things and, um, it's, it's, uh, it's a weird thing because if you can't, you're not really supposed to do that to people, you can't do it to them. They would get mad. But, um, you know, after I did that, I was like, man, I really wish I had known that this thing was available in this shower for so long. Um, cause it's real nice. You get a lot of, I don't know if you have calluses on your hands Depending on who you are that's listening. Um, but if you do, I'm sure that if you pumice stoned them, they would be less callousy. Okay? So I'm saying they'd be smoother. And um, unless you're one of those people that are too insecure to have smooth hands, um, you know, for some sort of machismo reason, like a masculinity thing, like, oh, I don't. I don't do that on my hands. I like my hands to be rough. Like, that's a really <clears throat> weird thing to say because <laughs> nobody cares. Um, so make them smooth, buddy, is what I'm saying. And now now I'm giving you the secret how to do that, basically. Um, just get a, a little football, volcano football, and pumice stone and, rock, and just use that, is what I'm saying. So, you know, that happened, and it's been, I've, you know, I've been feeling better, you know, I, that helped, it got that off, but there's lots of things that I did for the first time just in the past week, because like I said, I I went up to Kansas City, Um my uncle had COVID-74, and, you know, he's getting older, I think he's 80, or in his 80s, or getting close to 80, and if you know, if you've been listening for a long time, any time that we've had any days off meaning my wife and and my two children we've always headed north to his farm basically his he does have a estate up there a big twenty or forty or eighty acre ranch with a big pond that you can swim in and um, drown in probably lots of neighborhood kids have drowned up there but um, beautiful place whether you're drowning or not just gorgeous and it's it's right in the heart of uh, that sprawling um growth mecca of Kansas City, Kansas, and Wyandotte County. So you got the racetrack that's three minutes away. And um Legends, which has all the the shopping and the outlet malls and stuff like that, and, and pretty good places to eat all over the place. And so it's great because you can kind of escape the city um at his farm, but if you need some sort of city amenity, it is minutes away. You can walk there, run there, drive there, bike there. It is right there. And so it's real fun because you get to do a lot of things that are just not available, uh, Wichita area, or they're they're just spread out or too, uh, you can't, you know, there's certain parts of just the country that you just can't give people a Nebraska furniture. They just wild out. Uh, in the words of Nick Cannon, I mean, you throw a Nebraska furniture at uh, Wichita, dog, good luck trying to find your way to that massage chair section. People from Wichita, they will freaking scrap. I mean, they will, you're not gonna be able to get, they'll eat in there. You know what I'm saying? They will, you can't put a freaking IKEA in Wichita. Because Wichita people don't know how to deal with Swedish meatballs and home decor. They will, you know, you'll pull out a a shelf at an Ikea in Wichita, and it'll just be filled with Swedish meatballs. Because some fella that works down there um, next to, well, what was the Greyhound track, but now it's that uh, hotel that they're building... Yeah, I'm part of the contracting crew, but I'm thinking about getting my duplex up and going. So I'll go down there to Ikea, get the meatballs, and i put them in that drawer just so nobody will get them. That's Wichita, dog. Wichita is a drawer full of Swedish meatballs from Ikea. That's just it in a nutshell. So growing up in that area, we weren't allowed to have that kind of crap. So we'd go to Kansas City, Kansas, to my uncle's house, and then you could go walk around people that are used to having it. So they're not freaking out. Um, you know, they see a massage chair and they're like, who cares? I have a masseuse, you know? So as a poor person from Wichita or Lincoln County, Oklahoma, you drive to a Nebraska furniture. You're like, you think there's going to be like, do you have to pay for it? And people like pay for what? You know, to try the massage chair. No, you just sit in it. But will there be a line? No, nobody. No, you can. Can I do them all? You know, you get real angry about it. Are you sure? Do I have to ask security? You know? So, it's awesome because you don't have to do any of those things. And it's a real freedom up there. Um, And I got to spend the week uh, taking, maybe I'd say taking care of my uncle or him taking care of me. Maybe a little bit of both, probably, I would say. We watched uh, the entire series of Lonesome Dove, uh, which is a, it was a TV miniseries that happened back when that used to happen. Um, You know, the show Roots was a TV miniseries, and uh, Empire Falls was a miniseries about um, some sort of kid suicide, so real uplifting, and then Lonesome Dove was another one, and it is it's about eight hours long, and we, we did it in, uh, I think, two days. I think we did it in uh, two evenings, and it's Robert Duvall and Tommy Lee Jones and just a, a a cast of um, young young cowboys and cowgirls and they're, you know, shutting down their Texas ranch and, and moving their cattle to the Montana area. You know, driving cattle from Texas to Montana to go see something that nobody knows and fight the Indians. And, geez, it is a great movie. Um, just a really good miniseries. Fun to watch with him, and he'd seen it before, but, you know probably been 30 years, and uh, it was fun. I'm a big Robert Duvall fan. I'm a big fan of movies with dust in them. You know what I mean? There's a lot of dust in this movie, um, a lot of sweat, and I like that, just seeing a bunch of sweaty, dusty people um, doing things that seem awful. I mean, that's the thing about—and that's not that long ago, guys. That's what people also don't understand. It is maybe two generations removed possibly only one, um, that people were, that's just life. It's just real dirty out. And, you know, you can go get into a horse trough and get clean and throw on what might be a pretty stiff pair of jeans, fella, and a stiff shirt, and that's it. I mean, that's comfort. You know, you got your long underwear on that got, oh, you know, so that makes you feel the whole movie makes you be like, "Eh, you gotta be pretty grateful for what you got because had you been born just a a couple branches earlier, you know, a couple branches lower on that tree, that's you, buddy, or you'd be one of them guys eaten by water moccasins, or you know, you'd. So if you're working at that H and R Block or you're or if you're sitting there uh, asking for people to vote for you, I just I hope you understand that no, I'm <laughs> not going to uh, unless you can relate to that movie, and uh, you try to find relatability in everything. So that's that's why you should start paying attention a little bit more because uh, typically there's there's a through line because we're not all that much different. Um, so I got to watch that and you know go explore with him and the big project to distract um, each other or to help each other that we had was to get his Chevelle on the road again. Um, It is a 65 Chevelle Malibu, two-door, beautiful car. Um, I've loved it since the day I saw it. And that was many years ago, 20 years ago, when he brought it to a car show and it was a different color. And me and him made a... Me and my uncle made a blood pact at that time to no matter what, don't get rid of this car unless I get the opportunity to get it first, you know. And he said, If I have this car, you can have it. Nobody else cares. <clears throat> and that's a sad thing. Nobody does because everybody's stuck in their own world and they can't just get out of it for one second to appreciate what somebody else's world is. Um,. And I've always tried to do that the best I can. I And I hope I've made that pretty clear over... I'm sure I have. If I haven't, then it doesn't matter because I can't do any better. Um, I'll try to moving forward. But him and I have always had that kind of connection with that car and lots of things, just the way we kind of look at um, the world. And I have that connection with a lot of people, my dad, uh, my grandpa. And it's funny because... We all come from that same tree and the same branches, but we all have different personalities and and different things that um, uh, quirks maybe that we either get annoyed by. You know, the relationship between my grandpa and my uncle because they're brothers is different. My grandpa doesn't understand why I like going up there so much, but that's because it's his younger brother. You know, it's just things like that. So they have they have history together that changes what they do now. Um, I don't know i just I've never really looked at it that way. I' just always been like, well that's I like Grandpa for these reasons, and I like Tom for these reasons, and I like my dad for these reasons and um that's pretty much it. So I try to get along with all of them. I do a pretty good job of that, I think. so being with him and getting to just kind of um, be as helpful as I can because he's, he's got some health issues and then also be a good listener and, and listen to what he's trying to say because I think a lot of the thing was he just wants somebody to hear what he has to say before um, everybody stops listening. And uh, so I got to hear what he had to say, but also he's a great listener so he got to hear kind of what I had to say on on some things, and I, I think that uh we're, we're cut from the same cloth, you know, on a lot of things, but that might just be a genetic deal, too, because I know that um, the other two in the family that I mentioned, my dad and my grandpa, have the same opinion on those subjects, too. So, now, I don't know if those, I might have been born in the wrong era, era, era. In the words of JFK, back when he could say, um, that was a tough vote. Um, but regardless if I was born in the wrong era, it's, mm, I have a lot more, um, in common with, or, uh, what is that? What would that be? Values. I got a lot more of the things I value are in line with the three gentlemen I mentioned. And I don't know if a lot of people have those values anymore. And um, that's sad. And that's the part that, uh, that's the part that's the sad part. Just realizing that if they don't, then you got to cut them out and you tried your best and you got to be nice about it. Or maybe you don't even have to, but I, I want to be, but it's real hard because those values are so important. Some people call them core values. They've even made movies about it. You can watch them. Pixar did it. Yeah. And so when those core values start getting rocked by people around you, that um, that's the tough thing because those people you care about. But uh, anyways, I got to spend the week working on that car and getting it back on the road. And we did get it back on the road, um, um, putting new front disc brakes on it that, that, that widened the, this is, that's too technical. It's like, I'm talking about air conditioners. We put, we put new brakes on it, but it, by doing so, um, his tires were rubbing. So we had to figure out a new tire situation. And so we got to go meet some new hot rod enthusiasts and, um, which was good. It was, it was all a good experience up there. And then my family come up, my, my wife and two children come up and, We were driving around and we drove by the Great Wolf Lodge, um, which is a lodge that is, you know, great. Um, A lot of wolf decor. So that's why they call it that. And um, it's an indoor water park. And I told you by the time I tried to do the knockoff Great Wolf Lodge on the trip that I took to... Uh, Missouri one time, and we did one night at knockoff, you know, basically the ghetto Great Wolf Lodge. It would be like the the Great Impala Lodge or something, (laughs) and I had a great time. Um, That was the trip where somebody did take a number two in the indoor water park, and they closed off the water park, but only literally in the area that the number two could be seen. <laughs> so the remainder of the water park, wide open, including the same pool that that was in. So, <clears throat> and that's what happens when you don't go to Great Wolf Lodge. And so I said, well, I'll call them or I'll run over there in my morning run and see if there's any rooms available. Um, it is Easter weekend, so a lot of people are probably celebrating um, the rebirth of Christ by swimming. And But I'll see if I can get in and... I went over there and talked to a beautiful lady um, who's really just doing a great job over there at Great Wolf Lodge, and she gave me a phone number for guest services manager to call because she said, for sure you could stay here tonight. And so I called that number, and that got me patched to a gentleman out of India, um, the country. And it was a local number that she gave me, um, a Kansas City number, but they just, you know, you don't want to give... If you're the manager, guest services manager, on-site at the Kansas City location, you don't want to have to deal with people that are having questions about the services that they're getting as guests. So you patch that to India, baby. And so I talked to a nice fellow from India, and he got me hooked up with a um, junior suite, um, two beds, uh, pull-out couch, frickin' microwave, uh, mini-fridge, two like K cup coffees, um, one decaf and just a beautiful, um, toilet shower combo. And, you know, sure. I had looked at uh Trivago and all the different sites and could have got the same room. Um, or I could have got the, the great wolf lodge room kids camp with the bunk beds and the TVs and the bunk beds and the games and the, all that for less than what this fella from India but because I tried to play the game in the uh old school way to see what would happen this guy assured me that this was the best rate that was available um and the best room so and as I was talking to him trying to make sure that he was telling me the right information I was I was on Expedia looking at a much better room um for a much lower price but I paid his price because He's a great salesman, and I just had to see if um, my assumptions were true that, geez louise, um, you know, you got to do it all yourself if you want the best deal, and even when you try to deal with the place that you're staying, they're not going to even talk to you, and that's just the way it goes now, Um, and that's one of those core values I was talking about that just don't make much sense to me anymore, but um, we stayed at Great Wolf Lodge, and you know, it was uh, real fun. Uh, we went swimming. We only were there for one night, um, which is enough. Uh, so if you ever plan on like a three-night stay, don't do it. Um, one night was enough, and we swam for a few hours and got a pizza. And I did all the slides. I'm usually not a thrill ride kind of guy, but, um, you know, I, I said, my daughter, she was didn't want to do them. She was scared also, which you should have a healthy fear of water slides. Um, There's a number of things that could happen. In Kansas City, you could be decapitated. It's happened um, at a place called the Schlitterbaum. Um, A a child was decapitated on a thrill ride. So even though there's um, layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of engineers that tell you that this thrill, although exciting, um, it's completely safe. And yet... mm, 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 didn't think about that yep necks do get yep you can sever a neck with that bad boy so um i'm with her but i felt like these slides had been open long enough and no decapitations and as far as i know nobody's you know slid off the edge of it so let's go try it and i talked her into it and we we went down a couple of slides i don't understand like there's no reason i don't think that just put the tube. Like, what is the point of the open side swivel? You know what I mean? On a water park slide. Where you're sliding around a corner on a tube to an open side. I know that that gives it an extra thrill. But when you get into a tunnel, it's just as thrilling. Yet, I don't have the fear of careening over the side of this, you know, contraption that some pencil pusher presumably from a different country who will never slide down it and only did it digitally, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to trust that. Just put me in a tube and send me down to drown. That's what I'm saying. Don't make me fly to, you know, I don't want to fly off the side of this and hit the concrete. If I wanted to fall onto concrete, I'd jump out of a building. I I don't, if I want to, let me go down the tube and maybe not swim, okay, buddy? But um, they don't play that game down there at Great Wolf Lodge. They make you feel like you're going to fly right over the edge of that bad boy. But we didn't. Everything was fine. Um, you know, you got to be aware sometimes when you're at a – it's basically a public pool. I mean, as long as that public has, you know, $32 for per child to swim, you can leave your kid there all day. Um, and there's lifeguards and – You know, there's $19 hamburgers, and so they'll be fine. But they have three or four basketball hoops set up, and you got to remember it's an urban area. And so when you're playing basketball, just like if you go to a YMCA, if you go to a YMCA in Indiana at French Lick, you're going to meet a lot of Larry Bird's, and they're going to give you a lot of rough elbows and stuff, but, you know, they'll pass the ball, okay? But if you're playing in an urban area in Kansas City, you got to play street rules. I mean, that's just the way it is. And don't be mad about it. That's stupid. You're in their turf and or in their water in this case. And so, yeah, if you jump into the public basketball Great Wolf Lodge court, underwater court, you're going to have to, you know, call your own fouls is what I'm saying. And you better not call it because you're going to get – it ain't going to end well, you know, because then you're going to find out what a foul is. And so – me and my daughter, and um, we went over there. We started hooping it up, you know? You Because if you want respect in the water as a basketball player, you've got to start putting basically your money where your mouth is. So if you want the ball, you better have a number behind it, is what I'm saying. They're not going to pass you the ball. You can yell ball all you want. Ball, ball, ball. They're not going to hit you, okay? But if you say, yo, $10 right here, now you're going to get that You're gonna get that chest pass. What? From there, you know they'll give you that look. What? What you talking? And so this little redheaded boy threw me that ball after I bet him ten dollars, and I made it rain, dude. Boom. Missed that first shot, but then you got the. You always have. What you do is you never give up, dude. Because here's the thing about betting on basketball. It's a simple rule, and I'll leave you with this rule: double or nothing. That's all you have to say. Double or nothing. Okay? So, yeah, you may have airballed that first time, but you're not used to shooting in the water, buddy. And they laughed at you, okay? Because they're going to laugh because you missed by a mile. Because you got a daughter hanging off of you and you're chest deep in water. And this water is filled with pee. Everybody is peeing in this water as you shoot this basketball, and it stinks and you're looking at people who are drinking beers and pedophiles who are watching kids and kids in be- you're looking at this Great Wolf Lodge is a great place to meet kids and people are doing it and you got to be aware and so you're aware and that's why you airballed it but all you have to do is say double or nothing and they laugh and they say 20? Yes. That's double. I said 10 first. Hit me. And then you throw it up. Brick. Uh-oh. Double or nothing. Throw it up. That's $40 shot. Did it go in? No. Then you do it one more time. Double or nothing from right here. You got to move back a little, too, each time. Then you throw it up. You'll know if it's going in. And if it's close, you yell, alley-oop. That's what you do. Alley-oop! Now it's on them. And when they don't jump up and dunk that son of a biscuit... Buddy, it's on them now. Now, hopefully that ball goes in. But if it doesn't, you say, "Man, I said alley oop," and then you swim off. You owe them nothing. It was on them. And that's how you play. And my wife tried to get in there. I freaking, freaking moth in here, man. Moth just put up my pant leg. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh, oh move my leg! Oh, jeez Louise! Oh. That's sleep. I have to lick my foot. Um, yeah, so swim off. My wife got in there. Immediately got pegged in the head with the basketball. Was like, oh my God, what's going on in here? It's like, honey, this is the, this is, are you in the hood right now? Because you're in the hood with me. Don't even come in here acting like this should be civilized. We're playing ball. It's double or nothing right now. Okay? Don't come swimming over here like we're at a freaking sandals resort. We're at Great Wolf Lodge in the basketball court part, okay? There's different rules that are going on over here. If you want to go get dumped by the 800-gallon bucket, that's fine. Kids are over there. You probably won't get hit in the head with a ball, but you're coming over here in the court, and you're going to sit around and talk about, oh, they hit me in the— Yeah, that's going to happen. Keep your head on a swivel, because we're at Great Wolf Lodge. So, it was awesome, Um, and, you know— that's pretty much the week. Um, lots of other stuff happened, but those are the fun things. Um, then I drove back to my sister's for Easter, had a beautiful ham, um, checked on my dad who who was, you know, he got the calamari from the COVID. Um, he, so uh, uncle, my uncle um, was vaccinated. Um, he got Pfizer. So one of the good ones, guys. So you know it works. Um, still got the calamari and then my dad unvaccinated got it. So, you know, I'm not a doctor or a scientist. I sell tacos and pick up fricking garbage for a living. Um, but to me, there's some sort of weirdness going on where, Hey, maybe none of it works. Possibly. Um, I don't know why it's happening. I don't, I, I've had it. I, you guys all know that if you've been listening long enough, uh, I might have it right now. I haven't had it a voice in weeks. So it's possible, but, um, I don't know. And I don't know if there's a solution or, um, a gasoline that can get it out of there. But, um, I guess just, uh try to stay alive, everybody. That's the big goal here. And, um, if you are alive, you know, at some point, you just got to stand up and be like, Hey, this is, this is, uh This is what I'm thinking about on some things. So, you know, it sucks when you have to do it because you thought people would already know that. But um, maybe they don't because they're not looking because they don't notice the bracelets or the scarf. Maybe they're not paying attention because I don't know why. So maybe you do have to say something every now and then. And that that sucks because you felt like they should have known. But uh, that's okay. It is what it is, and um, there'll be more on that maybe or less. I don't know. But uh, I felt like I should come on and talk. I've been wanting to talk not just about Pumice Stones and Great Wolf Lodge and Chevelles and voting. Um, You know, it's just kind of what I always do. Um, And so it might be – I might be renting out the studio for a while now um, here at OK Taco, though. The Shed Show might be moving here permanently just because – of logistical reasons. Um, meaning I got a, you know, right now I got a three bedroom It's and it's 900 square foot with two bathrooms and a kitchen and a living space and a music studio. So, you know, we've basically maxed out the efficiency of 900 square feet. And the only square footage I have left is my shed where I was doing the show. And I have a brother that, I love putting up in a hotel um, for a month, but I might be moving him to a shed. And consider it like an outdoor bedroom. People do it all the time. He'll, he'll be able to access the house. Don't think that I'm keeping like, the boy under the stairs or something. I'm just saying, what if I built him a beautiful bedroom that's outdoors? And it's, I mean, he's got to walk the property. It's about a 17th of an acre. But he'll get out there and have a bed and a TV and a coffee maker and his dog bed and and a you know, it's a cool bedroom. You know, air conditioner slash heater, possibly. Um not sure what size of unit it is, but um yeah, that's uh that's the plan for the shed. So the Connie G show will be here. Um brought to you by OK Taco Company. Thank you. The OK Taco Show, um I don't know when, when we'll do that with, with Shannon's illness and and our changes with, with the schedule and everything. So um, for those of you who, you know, we'll be open Saturdays from now on for a while. Um, we'll do potlucks and fun stuff like that that's free on, on Sundays when I can do it. Um, but will be open on Saturdays, um, just as a normal, you know, make sense, this makes sense for you, business. And, um, uh, working on getting the, the liquor license, and that's all taco business, which I didn't, we don't have to get into that. So, um, anyways, thank you guys for listening. I'll turn back on Gary Allen, who looks exactly like my dad, that's why uh, I play it all the time. But, um, anyways, um, thanks for watching, um... You know, I don't know what I, I never know how to go out of the Carnegie show. Um, you know, don't let your meat loaf. Have an okay day. Be good to yourself. Um, be nice to everybody. And um, yeah, you know, figure it out, do it.
0: I don't know why I love women that love to do me wrong. I don't know why my life sounds like a heartbroken country song. I ain't really happy until the sky starts driving rain. Maybe I just get off on the pain. My whole. And you to run away is now tattooed on my skin. There's a side of me that just won't stop. It would be so easy to find a better way